If you're tired of being tired and ready to do something about it, pull up a chair. I'm your host, Jessica, and this is The Hard No Show. Hey, everybody, it's your favorite recovering procrastinator and people pleaser, Jessica Modad, and I use she, her pronouns. Man. All right, let's get into it. I want to ask you guys a question. Did you know that Baskin Robbins has over 1,000 flavors of ice cream? 1,000 flavors that they keep. And they used to try and produce and leave out all the flavors, of course, before they had 1,000, all the flavors of ice cream. And some smart person realized one day that it was impossible to make them all correctly or have them all out or produce a good product when you put everything out there. And so as a result, they decided to do 31 flavors, which is why when you go to Baskin Robbins now, there are 31 flavors of ice cream at any given time out in the store. When I first heard this story of Baskin Robbins, I was floored and fascinated. And I thought, why don't we do that? As people, we try to put out all of our flavors. We try to do all the things. We try to help all the folks all the time. How can we be more like Baskin Robbins? How can we keep some of our resources and share them when it's appropriate or at special occasions? You know, if you had pumpkin spice flavor and eggnog available every day of the year, then it loses that little something something that makes it special. Food for thought. So consider what are you doing? What activities? What people do you service? What projects or are you into that maybe you can pull back and reserve for special occasions? Something to consider. Anyway, today we have an interview and I'm so excited for you guys. This is an interview with my good friend Sophie. And just for context, Sophie is a go-getter. I will tell you that currently she is a senior managing consultant at a international consulting firm. Prior to that, she was self-employed for four years as a consultant and an entrepreneur. She spoke all over educating business leaders through public speaking, worked with over 40 types of business to talk to them about social media marketing and strategy. That's her work. Outside of work, this girl is all in all the time. The first time she did a run for a challenge because she set it as a goal, she did a 12-mile Tough Mudder. Now, the first time I did a run, it took me four months to train, and I did a 5K. She did a 12-mile Tough Mudder. That includes obstacle courses. At one point, she was terrified of public speaking, so, you know, she just decided to become a group fitness instructor and get a 200-hour yoga certification to get over her fear. And she's always enjoyed writing, so why not go ahead and self-publish her first book called The Demon You Know? That, by the way, is coming out in December of this year. Right now, Sophie's a newlywed. She's teaching herself how to roller skate. She's trying out coffee all over the place, originally from Florida. I'm just telling you, she and I had a conversation that you're about to drop in on about doing all the things and making it easier on ourselves and what that would look like. So enjoy this conversation that I had with Sophie Newman, and I'll be back to talk to you a little bit when it's over. Why were you trying to make anything easier in the first place? 
Very, like, very true. Why why try to make things easier on yourself, right? That's uh, what I had to learn. I think we, we eventually came to that conversation because there was just too many things going on and I had something had to give. So it was either me or all the things I was trying to do. So to paint a picture for our listeners, paint a picture for the hard note community, like what are all the things that you were doing? Sure. So I, especially in the beginning of 2021, coming out of the pandemic, I was juggling a couple jobs. I was trying to figure out my book that I had been writing. I was in the process of interviewing for a new job that would, you know, bring me from two jobs to one job. I was also planning a wedding and and a honeymoon. And then in the process, there was also a few parties, birthdays, a broken toe, and the attempt to lose weight pre-wedding. So there was a nice laundry list of things I was working on. So basically Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, just every day. (laughs) (laughs) So that's your laundry list of what you were working on. What is I guess that laundry list just made me feel a little bit exhausted. But what about you? How are you feeling with all of that on your plate? I love doing a lot of things. So I was feeling pretty good about most of it. And then I hit a certain point where I was just like, there's just too many questions, too many little things within those projects that I was starting to get overwhelmed. I was pretty cranky. And so I even had some help for some of those things, but I was starting to hit a wall with just the amount of things I could take in. Okay. And when you say that you had some help, you were paying people to help you to ease that burden because you you know how they always say, if, if you can't, then you should outsource and be really good with delegation. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I did hire someone to help with the wedding. I recognized I still needed some more help. And I tried to work with a um, a travel agent for the honeymoon. So I where I could, I asked, I started asking for a lot more help, but probably a little late in the game. I asked for my husband to plan my birthday so I didn't have to. Like We were coming to a point where there was just no more plate room. And I was just delegating almost every new thing that was coming my way and then putting some additional things on hold. So like where I could stop doing, I was trying to like kind of drastically reduce the amount of things I had taken on. Wow. And you sound like you said you're a goal getter. That's clear. You like to be busy. You like to do everything. So how did you, I mean, you sound like someone that knows how to set a goal and accomplish the goal. So what was the goal this time? And can you give me a specific example of how you decided what to make your goal? I mean, my goal was to make things easier on myself. (laughs) That's just the goal. The goal is just make things easier. Okay, so how'd you get to that? When did you realize that it just had to be easier? Was it when you realized you were planning your own birthday celebration? Like, when did you? Yeah, it was two weeks until the wedding. So very, very late in the game. I think I I realized I had taken on too much because I even I had a hard time figuring out like, well, where can I give away more things? Because I I felt like I had to have my hand in all the things that were going on because I felt like they all needed my input. I definitely hit the point of no return where I was like, things need to change when I started interviewing for a new job. Because I was like, I've been putting off reaching out to them knowing that I don't I don't know if they were going to say yes to being interviewed. Like if that process would begin again, was like, that's just one more thing. And then they were scheduling um, interviews where I had to do presentations. 
And so that like three or four hours at night prepping for a presentation when I was supposed to be wedding planning or honeymoon planning, I was like, I, I don't have another four hours to dedicate to this other task. So that that's definitely when I, I figured out things needed to, to change. Absolutely. And it sounds like really the first step you took in making that change was a really hard look at everything you were doing and begin to prioritize. Would that be it? Or was there another first step that you took? Prioritize, definitely. And a huge part of that was just saying, what can wait? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, my number one problem, probably. <laughs> is is deciding what can wait or asking the question what can wait asking the question because I am not a patient person and I love doing all the things and I want to do them all right now then you are in the right place you are definitely have something (laughs) in common with the rest of our community (laughs) so what a great question what can wait and then what else were some of those small things you did in there or questions you asked yourself yeah, so I know for sure that I needed help, when, especially when I came to that point. So I just, but I couldn't figure out where they could help me. So I actually had to sit and think. I was like, well, how can I divvy up this work? So it's either not just me on it, or is this something that I really need to do? So that's where I started handing off a lot of the things that I was working on um, were possible. And if not, I was just like, it's just going to have to wait. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait. And so for some of the other problems, I felt like I kept hitting a wall or like having the same issues over and over, especially the Sophie's health journey, trying to make sure I was being healthy, especially at that point, because I had broken a toe. I was very upset (laughs) and, you know, a month out from a wedding, not able to work out, which was my my stress management tool. Mm. I was just thinking, where where am I in this process? And like what how can I get out of my own way and make this easier so like where could I realistically get help nice I love that you said what can I do you bring up something when you said you broke your toe and your particular way of handling stress or the tool that you go to first in your toolkit was exercise and all of a sudden that was taken away with you so I think that's really important for our listeners is what can we do when the thing we normally do is not an option any longer? And so when it comes to exercise, like what did you do if that was your outlet for stress? What became the new way that you process that stress? I didn't do well with it then. I'll definitely, definitely didn't do well then, but at least I only had a a few weeks before it healed. Uh, in, In the current case, I'm having a similar struggle right now with my hip and I can't do certain things. So I usually just break down like, what can I do if maybe that thing's not totally gone to me? Um, so in case with my foot too, I was like, well, maybe I can do upper body so I can still minimize the impact, but you know, do something that helps, uh, and with relation to exercise, mm-hmm. I also had to remind myself, you know, I have other outlets, even if that's my favorite one, there's probably a lot of binge watching of TV shows in my spare time. <laughs> uh, I have my go-tos that are for stress relief. Uh, that's one of my favorite things to do is rewatch stuff. I'm sure I did a lot of that then. Awesome. No, I love that. I love reframing, looking at other parts of your body that you did and really minimizing what the, you know, if you used to do something big, like lift big heavy weights, but to minimize that and maybe lift smaller weights while sitting or something and just reframing it in that way. That's so cool. 
So I'm going to make an assumption here. And in the four agreements, Miguel Ruiz says, never make assumptions. So (laughs) I will ask you, I will ask you, were you always motivated to make these changes? Or was there ever a point where you didn't want to move from what you normally do? And even even though you knew that in order to make things easier on yourself, a change was necessary. But just getting over that hump and making it like, how do you how do you handle that motivation piece? So to like take on making things easier for myself, how did I get motivated so to do that? You were you were clearly motivated to make it easier. Yes. But then there's the I'm motivated to do it, and now I got to do it. Ah. <laughs> yes, I don't usually suffer from lack of action. So that's it's, it, the problem that I had was not necessarily like motivation to go do something, but to realize that something needed to be done. So when I was younger, especially, I was like, well, you just got to figure it out. Like you get school, you have three jobs, you have whatever you might want to do for fun. I was managing a lot of things all the time and it seemed really normal and it felt it came really easy to me. It didn't occur to me to make things easier. So I think my biggest struggle is just remembering that things can be easier, that it doesn't need to be hard. Or like, I don't need to do it now, even if I want to do it now, because I'll be happier that I got some rest or some recovery or that I actually need to rest. So it wasn't the the taking action for me wasn't usually the hard part. Uh, it's normally just reminding myself that things don't have to be this way. It's, it's mm. asking the question was the hard part. Asking the question was the hard part. Awesome. You know, you touched on just briefly that you you had three jobs and school. Tell me what you were like as a kid. (laughs) I was very motivated as a child. I I love learning. I love school. Uh, So, I mean, I was the kid who didn't go to to break to play because I wanted to do more work. Um, mm-hmm. In kindergarten, they complained about me. The teachers wanted to go outside for like lunchtime and I wanted to continue doing projects in the classroom. I mean, I was your type A, top of the class, valedictorian, in every honor roll, every honor society. I mean, I was that kid. And on multiple sports teams, if that gives you an idea. Oh my gosh. Well, yes, that gives me an idea. And I bet there are other people listening to this while they're on their walk or in the car. That is also them. And so even though you were that kid and that adult, take it from Sophie right now. At some point, you're going to need a break and you will welcome that. So so stop and ask yourself the question. Don't wait as long as Sophie did, but realize that the question is, is there. What can wait? What can wait? So Talk to me now about your new practices. I guess, how do you implement this um, making things easier in your day-to-day activities now? And what does your decision process look like? Sure. So I I make it easier a lot by just trying to make sure I don't try to do everything all at once. So instead of having that large to-do list, I used to have almost like an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper with all of the to-dos so I didn't forget them. And I would just go down the line as fast as I could get them done. So instead, you know, eliminating the things I don't need to do first, and then I even break them out by day so that I'm not doing 20 things on Monday and then sleeping all of Tuesday because I'm so exhausted (laughs) from Monday. Okay, Uh, so pacing. (laughs) Pacing. Pacing is something I've learned to work on. 
I mean, I constantly ask myself, how can I make this easier? I used to be critiqued even at work sometimes for working too hard and not smart. So I, I tend to think about, is there something else I can leverage that exists? Is there a way that's going to kind of collapse the amount of time something takes? Even when I'm writing emails, I'm like, well, I'm writing this email to someone. I can use the same email four times. Mm. It's the same. I'm doing the same thing. So I try to, you know, minimize where I can or bite size something. So I have one project I'm working on self-publishing. So I said, this is a huge project to me because I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. All right. Step one, research. Figure out what the steps are. <laughs> Step two, put some steps together. And that way <laughs> I can start knocking them out because I was so so lost. So if you, you don't know what to do, you kind of don't know where to start. Or even pivoting my focus. So if there's something that's really bothering me that I can't seem to figure out, sometimes I'll pivot to something else, focus on that for a little bit, and then come back. Mm-hmm. So that I'm not, you know, banging my head against the wall for the thing that I can't solve right now. But, you know, if I waited till tomorrow with the fresh eyes, maybe it would be fine. Yeah, I um, love that. I love that repurposing, especially when you know you're doing a task that has to be done again. And it's going to be very similar. So being able to repurpose what you're doing and then pivoting your focus. I mean, I, I feel like that's when we probably don't utilize nearly enough, but pivoting the focus. And that's something we can do at any moment in our day to day, right? Yeah. And I, I will add to there was one other thing that I think I remember if I read it or where I heard it, but they had asked, um, is there any one thing you can do that's going to make all the other tasks easier? And that like totally blew my mind. <laughs> so I sometimes will write out my priorities and I'll be like, okay, is there any one thing that by doing this thing, all of these other tasks get easier? So when it came to health stuff, like I was like, I, w- I think a coach would be helpful because I just get hung up in what macros should I be having or how often should I do something? I'm like, well, now I have someone to ask and someone to, you know, preemptively answer that question. Yeah, that's great. And actually, that concept comes from a book called The One Thing. And I will go ahead and link that book in the show description. So if anyone else wants to pick it up, it's a question that I love, love, love to ask. So that's a great segue into what I wanted to ask you. Are there any other podcasts or books or anything that you use as a resource that's helpful for you that's made that's giving you those valuable little gems like is there one thing you can do that makes the other things easier that is a great question there's definitely I really enjoyed I think it's called deep focus or deep work I thought that one was one of my favorite books to read it kind of again blew my mind that there was something I could do to to write better or write more often And the idea of like eliminating focus and blocking out the time, that was another way to make things easier. That Mm -hmm. was um, one resource that I really enjoyed. And of course, this podcast, obviously. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Yes, we do try to throw out some bite-sized tips and tricks. And although there really is no trick, it's just uh, tips for people that want to do something different. It's not a fast process. <laughs> so if you're someone that's used to going fast and wanting to get things done all the time, like you said earlier, Sophie, it's not a fast process. But once you do it, it is an easier process, and more sustainable for everything else you got going on in life. So we are coming towards the end of our time. And I'm going to test this question out on you. And it's the first time 
I find myself often thinking about all the lessons I've learned just in life and growing up. And so it kind of goes like, I used to think, but now I know. So in regards to your journey and where you were at the beginning of the year coming out of pandemic, when you were feeling all those feelings of overwhelm and crankiness during wedding planning and job search and, and broken toes, how would you answer that question? So fill in the blanks. I used to think, but now I know. I used to think uh, I had to do it all right now, but now I know I can make things easier on myself and it doesn't have to be a struggle. I love it. And we're just going to end it right there. Listeners, you can make it easier on yourself and it doesn't have to be a struggle. Sophie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and knowledge with our audience. And thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Y'all, there was so much good stuff in that interview. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed that conversation with Sophie. And what about those questions for us to consider? What can wait? Have you ever asked yourself that? And how can I make this easier? I know when I heard those two questions, I immediately started making a list while we were having our conversation. So consider those two for you. And then the new practices that she put into place for herself. I mean, repurposing emails. Why don't we do that more often? Think about all the times you've essentially written the same email with the same subject line and a different person that received it. So next time you begin writing that same email, think about saving it and putting it in your phone and then you have it, therefore, therefore minimizing the effort next time that it takes and then pivoting the focus when the problem can't be solved right away. I mean, come on. Those were my takeaways. I would love to hear what your takeaways are. So go ahead and put them in the comment section. Leave a review for the podcast, but let me know what are your big takeaways from this episode. Of course, the resources that we mentioned will be documented in the show descriptions, so make sure to check that out. And wherever you are, that's what we got for today. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope that you're having a wonderful time doing it. And remember, Hard No Community, if you're going to be busy, make sure that you're busy doing something that's important to you. Thank you so much for listening to the episode today. I am excited and honored to be your guide on the road to personal productivity and freedom. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast and share it with two people. Remember, this community is nothing without you.